Welcome to Frame of Reference, informed, intelligent conversations about the issues and challenges facing everyone in today's world. In-depth interviews with Sauk County's leaders and professionals to help you expand and inform your frame of reference. Brought to you by the Max FM Digital Network. Now here's your host, Raul Labresh. Well, welcome to another edition of Frame of Reference, Sauk County, and I guess now Richland County's uh, uh, premier show in meeting the people that are uh, people you want to know in our area. And uh, I have to tell you, today is a real treat. I'm, I'm kind of a history nerd, uh, amongst other things that I'm a nerd about, um, but uh, history is one of those things that I really enjoy. And I've just spent the past hour, hour and a half touring a, a museum that if you are at all interested in doing something that is so unique and so wonderful and so uh, just will bring back all kinds of memories to people as well as make you go, oh, my God, I didn't realize um, this is the place for you. I am speaking of none other than Steve and Carol Stevenson, who are we are sitting here in the midst of the town of Stevenson uh, Museum, which you may not have heard of. If you haven't heard of it, you need to get out from underneath the rock you live under and find out about it. Go on the website, do town of Stevenson. Museum, you will be amazed at the kinds of things that are going on. And, and if you want to know more about it and you're just in the local area, stop by McFarland's. We have some brochures. They're going like hotcakes, so you're going to want to make sure you get down and get one to ask for one. And if we don't have one left, we'll figure out a way to get you in touch with these two people. But Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Carol, for being with us today on Frame of Reference. It's such a pleasure to meet you, and it was thank you so much for the, the special VIP tour. I tell you, folks, I didn't get the nickel tour. I got the 50-cent tour, I think, easily, because it was Welcome. 10 times. So thank you so much. So um, both of you. Oh, Carol, you didn't get to say hello. Oh. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, and don't so, look on the map for us, because the town of Stevenson is not on the map. It is not, is it? And which I was kind of confused, because I saw Richland Center. Center is the official town yes. you're in, but you're like, I don't know, 15 miles outside of Friction Center? 12 miles? Okay. So, and the part, final part that you go into to get here, it almost looks like you're going into a gravel road and then you kind of veer off into your nice pathway. Um, so you've got to look for the archway that says Town of Stevenson Museum. And uh, it, it is definitely one of those places that's off the beaten track, but it is sure worth it to get off the be be beaten track because it's beautiful weather. I mean, we're, I'm out here in the middle still of winter and but the hills are just gorgeous around here um so if you're just looking for a way to get away from it all this is the place to get away to it's so, seven miles north of boaz oh, there you go boaz so that, that's a biblical name if ever i heard one is when he ruth's savior if i remember right uh, so anyway um folks this is the way i've warned you about this a little bit before we went on the air and started recording but there is a uh, uh a game that we play i'll call it that uh the beginning of every show called my favorite things so one of these days i'm going to get julie andrews singing in the background to kind of prep the the whole thing so people are, are aware of that but favorite things is a no right answer no wrong answer it's kind of like the rorschach of uh, uh what we call icebreakers okay i'll just ask for something and you can either go uh in uh, uh, in complete freeze on me or you can just relax and say well I, i'm kind of like green or whatever okay ready everyone understands okay. the game rules okay here we go uh carol I'll start with you okay okay uh, favorite song dark town strutters ball <gasps> dark town i i don't think i know that song do you care to sing a little bit of that I'll be down to get you in a taxi, honey. Better be ready by half past eight. 
Now, dearie, don't be late. I want to be there when the band starts playing. Remember, when we get there, honey, two steps. We're going to have them all. We're going to dance off both of our shoes when they play those jelly roll blues. Tomorrow night at the Darktown Strutters, B A a double L balls, rack them up straight, pull hall balls. That's all. Okay, then. That's got to be the most unusual start to the show we've ever had. So I appreciate that. I And the only reason I asked that, folks, is because I knew before the show, uh, Carol started singing a song that she had made up herself. Is this one you made up to? No. no okay, this no. is because I thought I recognized that, no. too, and I was going to accuse you of some plagiarism if you said yes. So, But uh, I didn't recognize the name, but I definitely recognize that tune. But, Steve, are you going to sing for us now, or would it be better if you did not? I can't sing, and I don't have any favorite song. <laughs> you don't at all. I like them all. You like them all. As long as they're from the fifties and okay. forties. Okay, so are you uh, like a Buddy Holly fan? That kind of fifties music, uh, Elvis oh, yes. early stuff. Okay, Elvis Presley. Okay, blues, uh, jazz, no, anything? Okay. Some swing music, even some, okay. even some classical. Okay, I think I say when I came in here, there's a vintage jukebox here that's just a beautiful. Is that a Wurlitzer or mm-hmm. okay? Reproduction. Uh, and there were uh, wonderful tunes playing on that when I first came in. Some Glenn Miller mad uh, band stuff, and there was. Uh, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, which makes sense with your World War collection here to have music from that period. So, um, anyways, okay, so let's do let's do something simple. Uh, favorite color? Red. Red. Oh boy. Green. Green. Okay, red and green. Christmas. Here we got the two of you are Christmas basically. Okay, how about uh, favorite dog? I know you've got dogs. Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> actually, actually, a Westby is great Westby? too. We oh. had a Westby that was the Never. smartest dog we ever owned. Okay, so I've heard that Westbys are really smart, smart animals, There's aren't no they? Beginning. No. Oh no, West Westy. 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 <laughs> What did I say? Westy. Westy. Okay. okay. I, I was going with what you said because I've never had one. So I Smart if, little girls. Really? Okay. So Very loving. How many dogs have you had over the course of your... Westies and Scotties. Okay. Oh, a couple of poodles. Yeah. An Afghan hound. Okay. Um, rescue dogs. A lot okay. of rescue dogs. Yeah. yeah, that's what we talked about that before we started recording was we both actually have uh, uh, gotten animals from the same rescue agency or or have you gotten different ones than no. Richland? Okay. People that didn't just didn't want their dog anymore. Okay. It was a bad dog. And you have no experience of them no, being no bad, bad dogs. No, bad dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I always think it's not bad dogs, it's bad people um, that are, you know, just not treating them right because it's a uh, I, you know, dogs are the only creature I know of that will love you regardless of, you know, what's going on. They don't ask a lot of questions. They just say, wag, wag, wag. They are so smart. Yeah. 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 Emotionally intelligent. I think there should be dogs teaching classes in emotional intelligence. I think that would be a wise thing for us to do. So. Absolutely. So, so uh, how about a favorite book? Do you have a favorite book or favorite author? Uh, I can't say that I do. No. I read what, like, like, books, what book, uh, political books, I guess. Okay. When you, Carol, uh, you said uh, you read Clive Cussler, okay. uh, Patterson. Okay. Uh, I like history books. Okay. I like novels. I okay. Like, I just like to read. Okay. So I read mine on an iPad. 
<laughs> yeah, the, a lot of people are doing that these days. So I know I've got a, um, a Kindle Fire, and I, I'm just starting to read more and more on that. Less things to get rid of later on down the road. So what about, um, when? is there a favorite subject matter? I mean, history, history. must be. Yeah, history's yeah. got to be a big thing. So, But that wasn't your background, right? I mean, you're, you're both of you came from very different vocations, and yet this was something that you kind of, funneled into, right? So what was your background, Steve? Well, I started an industrial flooring business in 1963. Okay. I retired in 2008. I uh, sold it to a junior partner, and he is very successful. We had 54 employees when I retired. He's now up to 87. He started with me when he was 18, and it's probably the largest industrial flooring business east of the Mississippi. Boy, isn't that something? So... It's 57 years and open. Old. Boy. And then, Carol, you came from an interior decorating kind of background, uh, right? It was plants. Okay. Interior plant design. Uh, I started the business myself. I had read up on... My mother and father always says, if you're going to work, do something you love. Mm-hmm. So I really like gardening, and I like design work, so... I never went to school for it, but I started a company, and I'm a good salesperson. <laughs> I've noticed that about you. Go I am a good salesperson, yeah. and I would go do cold calls to AT&T, uh, Lucent Technology, Rayovac, and I would get the accounts, and I had the company for 21 years, and then I, I moved up here. Okay. And... Uh, so both of you were very successful business people, right? And then that this this happened as you retired, essentially, right? Am I, am I understanding that, or, or had you started it in the midst of? Oh, I started in 1963 while I was still no, in the, the Marine museum, Corps. No, okay. the, museum. the museum. Oh, the museum. Yeah. Well, yeah, we started it. We were we some of the things we have in the museum we had in our game room in okay. Illinois. Okay. Internet. Like so the was jail a, cell. Okay. The fire engine. Everyone, everyone's wondering now, why would you have a jail cell in your rec room? So was that for people that were cheating or anything like that, or, or how, how does that work? So I do have a sign up that uh, uh, for bad children. <laughs> yes, I bet but, you there were parents that wanted to take you up on that deal too, right? So, so can we borrow your cell for a couple of days? So, um, okay. How about um, let's talk about a favorite thing to do when you need to de-stress. Is there a, a favorite thing that way? Go antiquing. Go antiquing. Okay. Or, or go in my greenhouse or okay. digging dirt. Okay. Digging the flower beds. Okay. And, and that we'll wrap up with the favorite things here with my my favorite question of all time. And I gave you a prep on this, so hopefully you were mulling a little bit. But do you have a favorite memory um, that maybe was connected to how you ended up with this? I don't know. But a favorite memory from childhood that whenever you think about it or something reminds you of it. And, gosh, you have multiple things here that would remind you because there are things from you were showing me the, the phonograph uh, uh, video player. Does this have to be from your childhood? Well, it, 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 I guess I think of it in terms of something from far enough in your past that, you like know. Almost it, 50 it, years? Yeah, somewhere in there that, All you know, right. would, would it, you, when you think about this memory, it's always something that it just brings a smile to your face whether you, you want it or not. So My favorite memory. Okay, my favorite em- memory is the night I met Steve. Really? He, uh, his wife ran off with my girlfriend's husband. You're kidding me. No. And I had been divorced myself for over seven years. 
and had no plans of ever remarrying my first. So my girlfriend had handed me the phone, and I spoke to Steve on the phone, and we were going out the following Friday, my girlfriend and I, to have a dinner. My husband ran off with my wife. <laughs> yes. And that we heard that. I'm a little bit in shock and awe on that so, whole thing. But the night I met him, I don't know. He was a hunk of my life. I'll oh, tell you, he yeah. was. I said you, that night, I'm going to marry this man. He doesn't know it, but I'm going to marry him. Wow. That's and it took him three days to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're thinking, what is wrong with you, mister? Three whole days? Three whole days. Yeah, I mean, come on. And we had our uh, 49th wedding anniversary in December. Boy. Well, that's About quite... 50. How many? 50? Almost 50. Okay, this, we're this getting year, there. It will be 50. So I keep turning your mic down, Steve, because there's some sort of background stuff coming in there that I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. So when you say something, I'm trying to catch you quick, but uh, just so you know, that it's not, if you listen to this and you don't hear yourself, it's because I was trying to play and figure out where that darn noise is coming from. But, anyways, um, Steve, what about you? What's a favorite memory? Is that, and you better say the same one, I suppose, no, at this point. <laughs> so, no. I really don't know. I've got a lot of memories, but. I don't think there's anything any special other than meeting this gorgeous woman. Yeah, see, there you go. Good she's, job, good save. She's she's great. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Well, is that something that sounds like you're very much the, the folks I would say you found your life partner fairly early on. And unfortunately, there was some heartache in between there and then. But uh, it, it certainly included to hips. Yeah. <laughs> so not to mention to take on an endeavor like this. Um, folks, I am talking with Steve and Carol Stevenson, the uh, founders, owners, proprietors, curators of the uh, town of Stevenson Museum, uh, which is not on the map per se as a real town, but it is, it's got everything you would need in a real town. So um, we're going to just take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. We'll come back and dig into how this whole thing happened and some of the favorite exhibits here that maybe uh, we want to really point out to people so that they can uh, come on out and check it. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Frame of Reference on 99.7 Max FM's Digital Network. Here's something important you need to know about McFarland's at 780 Carolina Street in Sauk City. From our power equipment, farm, parts, and service departments, we're always rolling. From our biggest farm equipment to your home tractor, we'll take good care of you from sales to service, no matter what the size. McFarland's, one block south of Highway 12 at 780 Carolina Street, where service is a family tradition. And we're back here on Frame of Reference. My guests today are Steve and Carol Stevenson, who are the founders, owners, proprietors, and caretakers. Um, what else? We can, docents. Uh, we can have all kinds of names for you, as you are uh, the uh, the. You, you have. I'm sitting in this place that honestly, part of the problem I'm having today is I'm really in awe, and I don't say that lightly. I'm in awe of what these two people have done um, in terms of this museum that they have constructed from scratch. Um, you were telling me before that uh, you, you basically bought this as an, a shell of a building and then with the hard work of both of your hands and your minds and your creative abilities and whatever, as well as your 
or we will say a French word penchant for uh, things of of uh, significance from our past in America, thirties, uh, forties, fifties, some twenties. I guess mm-hmm. We've, some of these cars that we're looking at are from the twenties, um, and that passion for those things turned into this museum, which is a wonderful collection of books. I, I, I swear to God, if you have something that you are interested in from the past, be it toys or cars or John Deere tractors, there I said it, we got it done. Okay. It's just, it's out there now. So the McFarland's just have to cope. So, um, I mean, we've, we've, and, and- and Kubotas. You you have purchased Kubotas, yes. yes. That, so we, we do want to make sure we get that plug in. Thank you very much for that, Carol. So <laughs> um it and it is but there there is this huge amount of stuff that it's all it I mean just filled with incredible memories. And I think what I like the most about the reason it's called the town of Stevenson is because you have it set up like a town with a barber shop and a, a dent a toy area or a toy shop and a, a, a what else? There's a, a doctor's office. There's a, a boarding a barber house, shop. a barber shop, right? There's a, just a, a police a board dealership. <laughs> a board dealership. There's a, anything you can imagine, right? Pretty much. And some of the things are, are mementos from your past a jail a post office a fire department and a doctor's office a room for rent 50 cents which you a have train actually, layout you've actually used that some people have actually stayed in that room for rent right so there's even a lady of the evening that is trying to uh, solicit people to come and use the room so nudge nudge wink wink say no more so um but it, you were saying uh, one of our former attorney generals actually has stayed in that boarding room right brad yes so sure. That was a that was a particularly interesting story too. Anyways, but so I, I digress. Just to give you all kind of a flavor for what this place is like, explain to me. You know, you you were saying you both had collections kind of going into this, right, Carol? You you seem to have the the more of the odds and endsy sort of things, and Steve was more into the larger things, the the cars and tractors and that kind of stuff. So tell me about how that process became and how you you, you went from being owners of businesses. Kind of retired, and then boom, you know, more probably busier in some ways than you were during your careers, it seems. Well, we're definitely workaholics, okay. <laughs> and workaholics can't just sit in the house and watch television. Uh, you like ha- a couch potato. Yeah, there you go. So. Yeah, you have to be working all the time doing something that's interesting and you enjoy. So the museum was it, and you could do so many different things in a museum when you're uh and you finish one area like the train layout and of course train layouts are never finished no no they but keep going Santa's and going. toy shop and okay. the general store it's um almost a sadness when you finish it until there's always things being added yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't can't ever rest, right? The, the sadness disappears as you have people come and ooh and ah over mm-hmm. what you've done sure. and enjoy it. And then it makes you so happy and you meet so many nice people and make new friends. Well, and I think what's so fascinating to me is that it's not just the exhibit. It's all of the, in theater world, we'd call it the set dressings, the things that you have added, the mementos and the special pictures and the curios and the knickknacks and the, you know, whatever that helped to fill in the story and make it more than just a museum exhibit, 
right? And it becomes a personalized testimony to this this area. I mean, you're showing me some of the things in the World War, um, you know, uh, two and one and Spanish American War. There's uh, 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 uniforms there that came from specific individuals from the community, right? That's correct. All all but one. Okay, and that was from. The Civil War. Okay. No, the Spanish-American Spanish Spanish American War. Okay. The rest are all up, up up through World War One, and they're all people from the local community. So these are families that people would recognize if they saw those Absolutely. names. They would know, oh, that, I wonder if they're related to such and such. And yes, they are, right? There's even a Breinig in there, which is, uh, we have, uh, or no, a, a, a Krieger. There's a Krieger in there, which if Mark Krieger from our staff is listening to these, he's going, I got to go see that. So I wonder if he's in any relationship to him. Um, but and then along with that, though, is all these wonderful newspaper um, uh, clippings and front pages that kind of tell the bigger story, right? Absolutely, those are. My father was a collector of newspaper headlines, and Steve's mother was a collector, and I was a collector, and I've got this huge trunk. So when I'm hunting for something, I have to go carefully, one paper at a time, taking it out. It took me. For the Second World War, I found the Japs bomb uh, the U.S. islands and wars declared and the bombs dropped. It took me eight hours to find the last one. War War ends. ends. Well, but they're t- all originals. I've been a buff of World War II for a long time, and I'll tell you, I don't think I've ever seen one with the atom bomb um, stuns Japs, that headline. So um, th- those are really very classic in terms of telling the story of that war. But then you also have like some marvelous pictures, which are actually quite horrifying to some extent, of World War One, of snapshots that yes. were essentially taken, right? My uncle, my great uncle was a Catholic priest and he was in his he was the chaplain in World War One. Okay. And uh I've got pictures of him in his tent with his altar and the men all on their knees holding their rifles before they went into battle. And they climbed on their horses right. and went rode in. away then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I've got a whole album full of pictures my great uncle took. Uh, that's one of the treasures I own. Yeah, yeah. So is there, so you had a personal collection of more kind of knick-knacky things, I guess I would call them, right? Or, well, or were they I, more than that? I had uh, a player, the player piano. Okay. I had uh, some big, big things, but uh, yeah, more uh, family things okay. that I treasured. Okay. Uh, that bo- things that belonged to my grandmother, and uh, I liked hats. Sure. And I have, yeah. a, I, I have a lot of hats. Yeah, I folks, if, if you are at all interested in period costuming and period dress, um, Carol has a hat collection that I don't even want to put a price tag on it because it's just a, an a f- incredibly wonderful collection of the styles from everything through actually early 19th century. No, well, 19, 1850s. 1850s. It's okay. when my oldest hats are okay. up to the 70s. Okay. That's when the hat thing kind of went away. Kind of went 
uh, ended. We should make the hat thing come back, Carol. I have always thought I looked pretty dapper in both a Greek fisherman's cap and a fedora. Those two hats, I wear them well. So you start wearing your hats. I'll start wearing my hats. And go darn it, we're going to start a hat thing again in all of Saw County. And we will be the, see, now you just, uh, Carol actually has this wonderful collection that's sitting on a table here of all kinds of spring hats with flowers and you, you name it. They're just fun, fun hats. And, uh, you know, these are the, these are quite precious when you think about it. I mean, they, they make statements about uh, people's personality. And that was a thing for so long, right? You know, I have I you have a new hat that was like, you know, oh. wonderful thing, right? That's uh, I didn't go to church without one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You were in great trouble. Great trouble if you went to church and you didn't have a hat. You had to put a handkerchief on your head. Right, right. And actually, I think when the hat, hats in fashion went out of fashion was when the Pope said, you don't, Catholics, you don't have to wear hats anymore to church. He killed the millery. They killed it. And, of course, we didn't listen. In our family, we didn't listen because that was the big a big deal. Easter's coming up, and you would get a new hat. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh, there are pictures of my family for Easter Sunday when my mom and the girls have hats, and my sister just cringes when those pictures come out because you just can't believe that that was the thing back then. But it was back in the 60s and 70s. Still, they were they were still a thing. But um, anyway, so you have that. And then, Steve, what was your, your collection of things? Was it more of the tractors and cars and things? It actually started out with a Coke machine. I was doing a job in a factory, and the Coke machine was sitting there, and I told the guy that he'd have to get it out of there if he wanted the floor sealed. And he said, well, I think my brother wants to sell that. And I bought it for $35 along with a two-man saw. And that's what got me started. What about it? And I want to make another comment about the, the our, war, our, our military collection of things. I want to thank McFarland's for manufacturing the uh, raising of the flag at Iwo Jima. And we have one of those here at our museum. That was a uh, special thing that we did uh, for the um, honor flight. Uh, uh, Heroes for Honor, uh, we had constructed a special insight tool, and one of those went on it, and I was so impressed. We came up, I drove up here, and you said, do you know where that came from? <laughs> and thank God I knew, so because I would have felt so stupid. About, I have no idea. He said, it came from McFarland's. So anyways, I, I, it was a quick save, thankfully. Um, but yeah, in, in part of that museum, that part of the museum too you have a u.s navy truck or or a delivery truck really essentially right um and it's in the authentic gray that would have been for that time period um so there's so many nuances or special little touches to things right so um in fact the you were saying that the uh, the costumes that are on the people on the yeah. truck that's kind of significant. we had a tour of we have many bus tours on a normal year okay Yes. We need to get back to a normal year. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to normal. So. It will. Anyway, a bus tour came, and a gentleman came up to me and said, uh, do you accept donations? And I says, well, I do if I can use them. I won't take a donation and then sell it. I won't take a donation and hide it away in a closet. Uh, and he says, well, it's my mother-in-law's wedding gown and my father-in-law's uniform and they were married when he was wearing that uniform 
I said, I like that. I said, that that sounds really, that's romantic. Sure. And I am kind of a romantic person. I can tell that. So I have the shirt that Steve wore the night I met him, Aww. and I have the outfit I had on Aww. the night I met him. So, uh, so he mailed this, the gown and the uniform to me, okay. and you, it was this the naval uniform was the size for a ten year old, <laughs> and I thought, oh my, what am I going to do with this? Couldn't get a mannequin that it would fit. No, no. So I made a body, stuffed it, and got him all stuffed and put the uniform on him. He's waiting for his porcelain hands to be made. I'm going to make those, and then he'll be all set. You know, Steve and Carol had so many great stories that we're going to continue this conversation next week because uh, I, I just realized we still got a half hour more worth of conversation that we had. So we're going to ask you to tune in next week and hear the rest of uh, Steve and Carol's stories of how they put together this town of Stevenson Museum. So make sure you tune in then to hear the rest of those stories because they've got some beauties, let me tell you. We'll be right back with some closing thoughts on 99.7 Max FM's Digital Network. There's never been a better time to support small businesses and save big with Max FM Big Deals. Discount certificates from the Max FM Big Deals store will save you up to 50% off retail every day of the week. Local restaurants and wineries, healthy living and spa services, gifts for the holidays, and a whole lot more. New deals are added weekly. Check it out now at MaxFMBigDeals.com. That's MaxFMBigDeals.com. Start shopping and start saving. You know, when you meet a couple like Steve and Carol that are lifelong partners in so many ways, not only did they find each other and develop this wonderful romance together, but they built careers together. And then just when they should be winding down, instead, they took a whole new dream on and made it a reality. If that isn't inspiring you to think about what you and your lifelong partner might want to accomplish in your retirement, well, you need to get thinking because Steve and Carol have raised the bar pretty high. We hope you join us next week as we put on part two of this interview. They've got some great stories ahead. Make sure you don't miss it here on Frame of Reference on 99.7 Max FM's Digital Network. Take care.